0: G'day everyone, for those who came in late, you're listening to X Band the Fan Podcast.
1: Years ago, he washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck, and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad, he said, I'm mad I must eradicate piracy, injustice, and cruelty, and all my sons will follow me, so evil doers will believe that this man cannot die. The, Phantom. the ghost who walks the Phantom, the enemies where the phantom's always there but you won't find the
0: phantom he finds you welcome to episode 173 where we chat to kelby Wooldridge, the owner and operator of Wolfric media um we'll meet kelby in a moment but uh for the moment my name is dan fraser and tonight i'm joined by jermaine parker how are you jermaine
2: Yeah, mate, living the dream. Uh, (laughs) It's a Friday evening as we record. Um, But yeah, no, I've got a job. I've got my health. uh, So I'm doing a lot better than some people.
0: Yeah, absolutely.
2: Um, It's getting towards the end
0: of what's becoming a very long year. And uh, (laughs) the sooner we get there, the better. And I think uh, by the sounds of it for you and certainly for me, um, work is, uh, you know, yeah, it's really good to be talking about Phantom on a Friday night, let's put it that way
2: Yeah, well that's it um, I would much rather be talking uh, Phantom uh, than uh, than working So um, really wrapped about tonight um, This has been a long po- podcast in the making yeah. um, And any excuse not to have to put the kids to bed and talk Phantom uh, <laughs> Is a great way to spend the night Absolutely uh,
0: all right. Well, tonight we're talking to, uh, as I said uh, a moment ago, Kelby Woodridge, who is the, the man behind Wolfric Media. Um, the reason we're talking to him, of course, is because there's uh, it's the latest phantom product on the market, uh, licensed by King Features, and uh, it's, a, it's a jewelry line. Um, phantom rings and so I thought before we before we bring Kelby on we might just talk a little bit about some of the phantom rings that I guess that are in our collections Um, if we want to go chronologically I think Jermaine we have to go to you because you'll certainly have the earliest uh, stuff that was available so do you want to talk us through some of the early um, phantom rings that uh, you've got in your collection and you can show our listener well you can talk about to our listeners while you show them on YouTube if they're watching there
2: Yeah, and um, just to kind of show you how organised we are, uh, I get a phone, I get a a message two minutes before and literally (laughs) it is, jerk... Do you want to get some um, <laughs> some rings to show us? So that that that's just goes to show what, how how we operate uh, um, behind the scenes <laughs> of the podcast. <laughs> you no joke, go you go. call me a jerk as well. <laughs> I'm not quite sure why, but um, talking about it. So this one here that I'm holding up, obviously, again, if you're on YouTube, this is a Hosty's Cornflakes uh, ring. This has got a copyright on the back from 1949. We are actually uh, being um, looking at stuff released from the 1940s so this will definitely be um, uh, coming up in that discussion so this is still sealed in the packet um, so yeah so this is from what we understand the first Phantom Ring uh, I got a couple that are just some fun ones which were released in um, comics in the Phantom Man and Phantom Men, um, one here uh, maybe got the most controversial ring here which is the Gumball Ring. What do uh, you say is
0: controversial?
2: Uh, well, to, to know a bit about that, you'll have to listen to our podcast with uh, Gary, uh, the Ringman. Uh, it's controversial in the fact a lot of fans are still scratching their heads, whether it's a phantom ring or not. So uh, have a listen to that, that uh, podcast, which was quite interesting, and then you'll understand maybe why it's a little bit uh, controversial.
0: I haven't, I haven't looked it up, but um, we'll probably refer to it again. So it was in the 60s or 70s, oh, I reckon, really? episode number. I'll look that up while you keep going, taking us through some rings,
2: Jim. Okay. Um, and then another one uh, is the Was, the most recent one, uh, which is from Brazil, which was a giveaway on one of their um, magas, uh, books from the Myth, Mythos publisher. And then this one is actually my daughter's favourite one of my rings, and I'm not again. If you're on YouTube, you'll be able to see this. It is the Pirates Treasure ring um, that was released by uh, Deepma and Peter Kingston when they were doing the um, art show. So yeah, so that that is actually my daughter's ring. Probably my most rarest ring, and uh, she wears it around the place. And I'm always going hunting, trying to make sure it, <laughs> when it leaves her finger, it goes back into a little pretty little box, and then it goes back into the Phantom's room.
0: Well, I'm, uh, I'm I'm pretty stoked to hear that that's her favourite ring, mate. To be honest, because um, I was that was sold at the tw- um, no at the Coffs Harbour art show, yes. and uh, I think I sent that across to you. So that's uh, that's pretty cool to hear. Um, but but at the end of the day, it's a it's a 3D printed one. Yes, it's uh, one of the most rare. Um, but it, it's interesting to see the evolution of rings, going from being handed out in a cereal box to um, a bit of plastic gumball ring, that sort of thing. Um, the couple that I'm going to show are, are far more modern, um, and uh, these are these ones here are the Croftmaster uh, Croftminster rings. Sorry, these are the two that I own that that actually fit me. Um, they, they're the ones that come in the, the, the little chest that people might be aware of, um, which I quite like. Um, and the other ones that I've got here are from more recent from icon only a couple of years ago. And we've got information about, uh, these on the website, um, chroniclechamber.com. Um, the ones that came in the, in the skull. And so all of those are, are hard metal, but I think what we're talking about tonight is almost the next level of, of phantom rings because, um, they're high-end, they're, high end, they're um, uh, made by a jeweller and they're made out of actual uh, precious metals, not just the tin and the, the plastic and the the uh, plated stuff that we're talking about, Jim. Hmm.
2: Yeah, um, I'm, I'm looking forward to talking... Sorry, just got a bug flying in my face. Uh, <laughs> I'm looking forward to talking tonight just to kind of get a bit of an idea. We've seen it in the news floating on... Facebook and social media, and we've re- reported it numerous times. So it's um, – uh, and then this week, uh, it's kind of ironic and a perfect timing. We've seen uh, fans posting photos of them receiving the rings with the little yeah, nice yes. little cushion and, and stuff like that. So, um, yeah, looking forward to um, hoping to get a few people that are still sitting on the fence, like myself, uh, to get them, push them off the fence And get them to uh, make a commitment
0: Absolutely Alright, well with, uh, with that said We probably need to to bring Kelby into the conversation yeah. Because he's the man behind the uh, the latest set of rings and, and you've just been listening to us waffle on Kelby, I appreciate your patience um, Welcome to Expand the Phantom Podcast
3: Guys, thanks very much for uh, inviting me And uh, it's an honour
0: it's, um, it's, it's good to finally talk to you. We just said before the podcast, we've been in um, messenger and, and email conversation for probably two or three years now about various things. And uh, this is the first oh, time. It can... four. Sorry?
3: It'd be four years.
0: Four years. Right. So, so there you go. <laughs> so um, even though we only live about 150 kilometers apart, you're down in Brisbane um, and based out of uh, the southeast corner of Queensland. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's funny that it's taken us this long to actually have a chat.
3: I know, I know. It's um, it's one of those things, like, it's been a really circuitous route to get to these rings. Um, somebody posted, oh, you know, Wolfram Media was going to do this and then going to do that and then going to do this. But I understand um, having first foray into doing merchandise that the fans have been disappointed quite a bit. And I said, you know, we intend to get out every single one of the ideas that we've put out there and more um, so as to not disappoint the fans. Myself being a fan, I realise how important that is that Mm. somebody says they're going to deliver something, you want to see the ring or you want to see the miniatures or you want to see, you know, a T-shirt or something like that. Um, There's been numerous cases where people just haven't finished off doing whatever Mm. for whatever reason, whether it's, you know, Interest isn't there, or they run out of money, or whatever. So, yeah, no, we intend to get it all done and dusted and finish everything that we say.
2: No, that, that's good to hear, and and you're right. Fan um, and fans have been uh, let down a few times. So, um, i myself. I'm glad to hear that, and I'm sure uh, some of the listeners, as they listen to this, they'll be very happy uh, to hear. You make a promise to the Phantom fans. Um and yeah, so yeah, very very I'm very happy to hear that and I'm sure every other fan is as well. So thank you.
3: Oh uh, thank you guys for hanging in there. I know it's been a long time to get these from idea, concept to approval to actually delivering on them. Um but my business partner, he's ecstatic with the response. I've seen the testimonials that people have put on Facebook, and Mm. our first customer said, I'm not taking these off. And there's a photo of him wearing them, and in front of him was his wedding rings. I was like, okay, okay." (laughs) (laughs) don't want to be in that household. (laughs) Although,
0: I can say that they are very impressive. That that is that is awesome to hear, and and it is good as Jermaine said, and and you've mentioned there that um, while we're recording this, um, we, we've seen at least four or five of those fifteen sales have have been received already, and people are posting yeah. the posting the the pictures of them, and the, and they're just stoked the the people have received them already. So um, I'm I'm pleased to hear you talk about the other products that you uh, are in the. In the making and we've talked about it different times and we want to come to those but we're going to focus on the on the jewelry line first but before we get to that but um can we hear a, bit, a little bit about you kelby what's your you know your personal history your work history um where where do you come from and um uh, and i guess your fandom fandom and how did you get yourself down this um four-year path now of trying to produce and, and ultimately producing um some fandom merch
3: Okay, so I'm assuming this podcast is very short, so you want the the abridged version? Yeah, that I Well, Jermaine, I'm originally from WA like yourself, so um, shifted from WA over to Queensland. Been here for 20 years, so I think that classes me as a local. Um, Well, you don't have to be in quarantine, let's say that. (laughs) Well, yeah, yeah, that's the main thing. But I've been a Phantom fan since I was 12. Uh, my grandfather introduced me to the phantom he always had phantom comics he read it when he was a kid um, so naturally he didn't have any of the old ones damn it um, but I read all of his that he had and it just something about the character um, resonated like it, it, at the end he's just a guy you know he has uh, normal issues that normal guys would have like trying to figure out things and please everybody, I guess, and you just say, well, yeah, that's just normal life, but he's got a bigger burden on himself than what anyone else would have. And it just resonated with me, um, the whole storyline, and you never knew whether what um, place the story was going to be set. You know, it could be anywhere, anytime, literally within the last 400-odd years, and you never know what the story is going to be about. So it's great. You know, it's not the same, oh, we've got to reinvent the character or,
0: mm.
3: you know, starting again like so many um, comic books now do. It's – the is always there. You can be wherever, whenever, however you want it to be said. So, yeah, it's the fandom's kind of unique in that kind of um, situation where neither heroes like that. Hmm.
0: hmm. And um, so, have you been collecting comics ever since? You've been have you been keeping up with the newspaper? How do you how have you kept your daily fix or, or your phantom fix as you've as you've grown into a, a fully grown adult? <laughs> um,
3: has been very difficult. I have to say, like most of mine has been sort of touching base with Wikipedia. Um, I've been researching things. I found out what's been going on. I've got hey, what hang on a second, I've missed 20 years of history here. What's going on? You know, trying to catch up on the stories and it's just, um, yeah, it gets um, kind of interesting when you see where the story goes um, and where they've taken the story and put him back into the real world and they've kept up to date with the real world. Um, The last story I read was when, uh, well, one of the last ones I read was when Diana took, Kitten Hel- Heloise away from the phantom and here to try and chase them down, and it was like something that she would say, I'm not raising my child to die, which is something where a normal <laughs> female would say, you know, that's what they'd say. So, yeah, it was just totally different to any other comic out there, but. Um, now doing this, I realise I have to get back into reading what the Phantom is about and catch up. So I will be for sure. <laughs>
0: cool. A lot of what you're producing is is, um, is timeless anyway. Like to do with the symbols um, we're talking about yeah. the rings, and, the, um, and we'll get into the full range of different things that you're talking about. But uh, certainly, you don't necessarily need to be um, completely on top of what's happening in in today's paper to enjoy no. the rings and the and the other things that you're producing.
3: That's for sure, that's for sure. You know, I've still got my old collection that I have and some of those, uh, you know, seven, 800s, mm. some even earlier. Um, and you, you can just pick them up and read them. It doesn't really matter. You know, you, you're just basically getting a snapshot of a time in the Phantom's life and it doesn't matter which Phantom it is, you know, mm. the current one or um, the kids or way back to the first Phantom. It's just one of those really nice... Comic books that you can pick up and read, and just um, take it on board. Mm. Hmm. So, so um,
2: just obviously, like from what I'm getting from there, you kind of you're, you're always a fan, and then you kind of Stopped for a little bit, and then you decided to. What made you want to then become, you know, a producer of fans merchandise
3: like? Well, I've been a pop culture collector and affectionate for ages. It's yep. my thing. You know, everyone has a thing that they um, are interested in and what they look out. whether it be stamps or coins or whatever, mine is pop culture. And a lot of what I saw out there is collectibles didn't really appeal to me. Like, it was made cheap and nasty, to use the horrible term. I wanted something that, you know take a word from the comics passed from father to son or father to daughter these days because, you know, equal opportunity but it's just something that you can wear every day and I wear mine all the time not a problem and I wear it out in public and people look at it and go oh, that's the Phantom and I go, yeah and you know, sometimes, where did you get that from? I said, well, I think you should ask because I actually make them um, and it's just something to have something that's solid and is going to last for a long time um and we're all about putting out quality merchandise here so people can say you know i can wear it all the time this isn't something that is going to be kept um in a box or not alone each ring is made to fit you so you know people when they're interested they send us the ring size the ring is made for them so that's something I think that's pretty unique in the wild uh, rings that we're offering.
0: Mm. Yeah, absolutely. So, um, what's your and and I know the answer to this, and so and, and I don't think you should feel um, worried about sharing it. But like, you don't have a history um, yourself of jewellery design and and creation, do you? But you've employed the right people, I guess. Is
3: well, yeah. My business partner, um, he's a jeweller by trade, thirty years in the industry. And he um, worked within the style guide that we had from King Features to make sure that we had everything that was uh, licensed by them because that's what we're putting out there. You know, we worked really long and hard to get the licensing agreement for this one to make sure that we're putting out the rings that fit within their guidelines. We're not going to vary from those and we've got more ideas on the jewellery line that's going to be coming out as well. We're looking to do a set of um, cufflinks. Um, So obviously right-handed, skull mark, left-handed, good mark. So, um, yeah, we're looking to do those. We have a very much a um, demarcated um, requirement for what each person does. He does the jewellery design and manufacture. I handle all the licensing and finance side of things. Mm -hmm. That's where we get and he sort of comes to me and says, oh, is this something that we could do? I've got an idea for this. I go, well, no, that's wrong because of this reason. Well, I'll ring up um, King Pictures and say, look, how far can we bend this? You know, can we do this kind of design? And they'll come back to us and go, well, send us a render. So we send them the render. They look at it. Yeah, okay, that's good. Make the piece. We send them down the piece. They go, yep, we're fine with that. And They give us the approval. So we don't get anything out there unless it's been fully approved by them.
2: Yeah. Do you have an example of of one of your products or one of your jewellery lines where it was something, you know, whether it was something you could have pushed to the boundary or or like an example of what you just said?
3: I you should say that, to me. because I do.
2: It's <laughs> um, if... not pre-planned at all, guys. <laughs> <laughs>
3: I don't know if you guys can see that. Yeah. Uh, I yeah, this really, one. yeah. 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 So this is what we call the Jungle Patrol ring. Yep. Now I don't know if you can see that. It is better on the order form. Um, that is crossed swords. Mm-hmm. So it is the good mark, but it's the crossed swords. And we have um quite really badly here to get this camera right. And we have the um, Jungle Patrol logo on the top. Now, there was a bit of disagreement in here because this is uh, contra malum Stamos. And people say, no, that's incorrect. In the comments, it is this. But this has been approved by King Features. And it has... Uh, but, on, oh, to, that's that's Latin for... Uh, together we stand against evil. Or we stand against evil. Yep. Um, so, you know, I'm trying to get this camera here. I don't know if that shows it, but there are six diamonds around the outside, and those six diamonds are representing the six continents from where the Jungle Patrol draws its um, patrolmen, and in the middle is the single diamond where they come as a single unit. Mm. And on the sides we have established 1664. So this is styled after a, like a um, US military ring, or a signet yeah. ring and that's what it is for we actually have a client who has ordered one of these, pre-ordered one of these um, so we'll be making that for him to wear so that's pushing the boundaries a bit because the good mark as you can see there is not the same as the good mark you see there Yeah,
2: mm.
3: it's so a bit
0: stylized uh, and looks more like sabres or swords as you, as you say
3: Exactly, that's what it is. That's the uh, four original captains of the Jungle Patrol, mm. Redbeer, Seller, Crusher, and Black Bar. Mm. So that's pushing the boundaries a little bit. But King Features, as you say, we're happy to approve it in the end. Exactly, exactly. Mm. So um, we've even incorporated that design on the back of our uh, ring box. So we have the uh, skull design, the good mark. We have our general patrol mark.
2: Mm. Yeah. Okay, I, cool.
3: So that is something that's unique to us. No one else has that design. It's the design that we came up with. There's a lot of symbolism in this ring as to what yeah. it means and what it's for. Mm. Um, and, is you know, you can have sterling silver. Sterling silver, and as you see on the top there, that's nine karat gold. Or if you really want to get flashy, you can get the whole 9-karat gold and they are 7 diamonds in the top there.
0: Yeah. So I I think people are starting to get a feel for what we mean when we say they are high-end jewellery when we're talking about 9-karat gold and 7 diamond rings and that sort of thing. So we'll we'll get to pricing soon because that's obviously going to be an issue for a lot of people. But um, I've got to give you credit for that um, crossed sabre Goodmark design because in many ways you can – you can sort of, you, if you let the imagination go, you can see how that would have been the actual design in 1664 if the Jungle Patrol was real, how they would have actually represented it and then over time how it has evolved to the more modern uh, version in the in the other ring that you showed.
3: Correct. Right. Well, there has been some contention as to where the good mark came from. Somebody thought it was four Ps for the Phantom. Mm. But I like the story of the Cross Sabres, of yeah. the junk patrol, and that's where the good mark came from because uh, the good mark wasn't initially in the Phantom storyline, it didn't come to much later. And you can sort of go, Yeah, okay, well, that makes sense, that fits with the junk patrol establishment.
2: Yeah, there's a Team Phantom Men story that um, uh, explores the what would you call it the, the invention of the ring, and they go with the cross sabers as well. Right. Mm. Uh, well,
3: like
2: so yeah, and then I think in in one of the panels, I can't remember the issue at the top of my head, but they actually in the panels actually have four sort They actually place four swords down to make the good mark, and so you can kind of see. So it's kind of um yeah. It, I w- me personally, I would go it as the as the cross swords rather than the peas.
3: Yeah, me too. Mm. Yeah, it it's more within the Phantom history, I think.
2: Yeah,
0: to it do does. it that
3: way.
2: Yeah, so It's more. I oh, oh, I was just gonna say it's 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 more Phantom. It's more Phantom-like than just Peas. Mm. Yeah, it,
0: it places that's it different. in reality rather than um, a writer, if you like. And I think that's one of the things, as you've said there, Kelby, like that we like about the Phantom, and most Phantom fans do, is that it it's got the potential to have real history behind it, even though we all know it's fiction. Um, it, just while we're talking about the Jungle Patrol and those cross swords, uh, that, that certainly is something that um, I've, I've got a sense from you over the years, Kelby, is that you absolutely love the Jungle Patrol and for you that seems to be really built into the Phantom Mythos and, and a lot of what you have produced and are talking about producing into the future, and the dog tags are part of um, the jewellery line, um, you, you seem to love the Jungle Patrol.
3: Well, it's a very unique... Part of the Phantom storyline um, that the you know Supreme Commander is the Phantom. He set this up because obviously he can't be everywhere at once. Um, and I don't see it being uh, you know the White Savior Savior complex because the Phantom is just a man. You know, he's not there to rule over the jungle. He's to keep the peace of the jungle and you know everyone to get along. And that's the whole thing. The Jungle Patrol is very much a, um, sorry to go off track here a bit, but it's very much like Star Trek where everyone's drawn from the entire Earth, same as the Jungle Patrol. They're drawn from all the continents and they're working together as a cohesive unit. To me, that is where we should be aiming for is working together as a cohesive unit because seriously, there's no other place out there. This is it. This is the the one blaze that we've got. I don't care if you say, "Oh, well, there's a planet four and a half light years away." We're not going to see it. Mm. So you know, we have to work together as a cohesive unit to look after this planet. So, you know, yeah. I'm sorry, I went a little bit off track. No, there. that's
1: no, all
0: right. I mean, That's the beauty of a podcast, mate. Is we go down little side parts, and I asked you about the Jungle Patrol, so I, we I wanted to hear that. So I'm, I'm, yeah, that's. Uh, I love that philosophy that you're talking about, and um, it, it opens your eyes a little bit, even long-term Phantom fans, as to maybe what the Jungle Patrol really represents. And it's uh, it's fascinating to hear how different elements of the Phantom universe grab different people and bring bring you into um, the the comic strip we all love.
3: Yeah, for sure. Any uh, other questions that you guys want to go on with, or I um, some uh, questions. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, hit me with them. Well, I guess um, I, w- I wanted to talk to you a little bit about the design process. You've talked about your business partner. and, I, I, and For me, I think we've got to give credit where credit's due. We're talking about John Evans, um, who is ma- is still, I hope, with Paramount Jewelers on the Gold Coast. So it's someone who it you know personally. It's not like you're working with them, um, you know, a producer in Russia or China or whatever. I assume you and John have met face-to-face and, and yeah, uh, able to have these conversations. You, you're not far away. Um, Can you tell us a little bit about John and his history and, um, I guess, the quality work that he brings to the table?
3: Well, he's a um, a member of the uh, Jewellers Association of Australia, so he's been vetted by them to get that accreditation. It's not something that you can buy into. You actually have to apply to it, and it's about three or four months for them to go through your entire history to check out, to make sure that you're reputable, you haven't ripped anyone off. You know, you know what you're doing and they have a look at your work that you're putting out as well. So he's been a jeweler for 30 years, own shops um, and now he's just working for himself. Um, we met because I was looking for somebody to do some 3D printing for the Phantom um, storage books, which we are still going to be putting out. Um, and he printed it up and we got to talking and we started bouncing ideas off each other and said, Oh, well maybe we could do this and we could do that and put it, together this way and then um, eventually it came around to you guys you know i could do some really good phantom rings can you find out if the phantom um, dr- or rings are available so i contacted Karen down um wise and she said yeah they're, they're coming due actually and it doesn't look like the people are going to re- review them so i renew them so i went fantastic can we send you some designs and she said yeah sure no problem so we've John, put together. into
0: inter- inter- quickly. How long ago was this that you started this process?
3: Ah, uh, the wings were about um, about eighteen months ago, mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Um, it took us a while. Like a lot of people said, "Oh, it takes to take so long." But John was running a business. I was running it. Um, I was working for a company. It's not something like we could drop and do a yeah. full time. Yeah. So it's something that we have to work on and, you know, we're picking it up and still keeping it alive as um, the years went on, or year and a bit went on, just to try and say, yeah, look, we're still here, we're still here. But also we wanted to know if it was worthwhile doing it because mm-hmm. there's no point spending a year and a half of your life if people go, you know what, I don't like these. Mm. And every day, oh, well, that's a waste, you know, when we could have been putting out a better product or a different product or something else like that. But John and I are both passionate about this. Um, John makes the piece, then he hands it to me. I do a quality check on it before it goes out. Mm. And, and,
0: um, uh, and, and merchant-wise, must have
3: been pretty receptive to the those initial designs you sent down. Yeah, like that was a pretty exhaustive process for us to get approved. Um, we had to send down the renders first. Uh, so the three-dimensional render of what we were wanting to approve. That went to the US for them to approve. Then we had to, um, that was probably about six months of it in itself. So we had to put our whole range together because we, I'll just show you this one here. Uh, can you see the difference? We'll um, the other ring. Between that skull Yep and That skull Yep uh, That was the one that we did initially Set those down Wrong design What the King Finchers didn't like it? Uh, it's not their licensed skull design They said it was too close to the Punisher So <clears throat> If you notice That has four teeth probably. Yep yeah. That has five teeth Really? Yep. <laughs> so that's more difference. Can't do it. Too so close to the puncher.
2: I also noticed that the one that was, I guess for lack of a better word, rejected, has got more of a, um, a skull 3D look where the one that you end up going with is more flat. flat. Was that thing else that they made you change?
3: Um, yeah. So that is the licensed skull design. Yep. It is more of a flat version, um, yeah. probably similar to the not similar to the ones that you got from Brazil, but the treasure map one.
2: Yeah.
3: So um, there were the couple that um, Dan, you had from Icon. Yes, I was,
0: that's the Croftminster one, and it does have those um, the four teeth that you're talking about.
3: Yeah, but I think you had one from Icon. They had that's a different skull design entirely. And that had five teeth on it. Yeah, you're absolutely right. So that's the icon one. Uh, Yeah. And
0: five teeth there. Yeah.
3: Yeah. So that one, I think, was about three years ago. Yes. Uh, So, yeah, I've been spending a lot of time on this baby. Trust me. (laughs) I'm not as good as Gary Horn, but recent history, I know what I'm talking about. <laughs> um, so I thought was, I was like going, oh, you know, I like this 3D design. It looks good. You know, it'd be good for doing like a um, a wax print on the back of an envelope. You can just put that one in there. But um, it was like, no, design's rejected. It has to be this particular design. And John actually said when he did that one, because this one has got um, oxidizing behind it, that's what gives it a slightly 3D look. Yep. Mm-hmm. but the later versions are actually enameled in. So it's totally flat like that. Okay.
2: Yeah, okay. And again so, before, sorry, just to interrupt just quickly, if you're listening to this, uh, you know, you might want to jump on YouTube um, just to be able to kind yeah, of... Yeah, no, I keep getting... Sorry, guys. Yeah. No, uh, because uh, Kelby's uh, showing us a lot of rings. And a lot of stuff, um, so it's it's pretty good listening to it, but it might be better watching it as well. So, um, just a quick shout out might want to jump onto YouTube. Certainly have a
0: look at the timestamp to uh, to jump onto the YouTube, even if you only watch that last five minutes or so. <laughs> yeah,
3: sorry, Kelby, continue. <laughs> so, even as we're making them now, we're making subtle changes to them to get out a better design. Yeah. Like to make it easier um, to get them out to the clients and sort of cut down turnaround times um, with making those little subtle changes and to make the Wings better themselves. Um, a lot of people would have noticed on the um, uh, order form, if they haven't got it already, just email us and we'll get it to you. Uh, obviously, at the end of the podcast, the email address will be there. Absolutely. Um, but there is a Maybe. rim around the bottom of the uh, mm. ring. I don't know if you Can see that, that ridge? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So that has actually got enamel in it as well. And there's a lot of, I'm not going to go too much into the designs here, but we've changed that as well to make it um, a lot better result for the customer. So we're still keeping within our general design that we've put out, but there's little tweaks as we go along. So it's almost it's sounding like almost And each one of these rings has got Sorry what was that? Oh no
0: no finish finish what you were saying.
3: I was just saying each one of these rings has got the copyright twenty twenty on it. Yeah. And so and next to
0: rings will be twenty twenty one. Yep. Yeah. Oh okay, so literally if you make it up until 31st of December, or John put makes it. Um, he'll put 2020. If he makes another one on the 1st of January, it'll be 2021. It's going to be that. Right. That. And that that probably speaks to a little bit about what I was trying to interrupt with there. Um, it, it sounds like literally every every ring we know it's going to be sized to um, whatever the customer has said, but um, in even beyond that, it's uh, very individualized. Every, every ring. Uh, while copying the uh, keeping to the design is going to be subtly different and, and unique to to that, that one because they're all handmade.
3: That's it. Um, Where each ring is handmade by like John um, casts it, finishes it off, does the enamelling, everything's in there, and it is your ring. So that's why a lot of people say, oh, yeah, you know, it's too much effort. But yes, these are high-end rings but they're top-quality rings too, and they're rings that you can wear every day. Um, But they're your rings. No one else will have a ring that's exactly like your ring. Even though it's generally the same, there's going to be subtle differences in it.
2: All the completists are having heart
3: attacks (laughs) right now. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to have to buy every ring. How am I going to do that? (laughs) Jim, I was going to say,
0: can you think of any other licensed Phantom collectible that is as individual and unique as that? I can't.
2: No. No. Probably the only thing that comes remotely close would be the Bradford welcome sign, which is exactly the same, but all it does is gives you the option of saying, welcome to Dan's house or welcome to Kelby's house or something like that. Yeah. Um, Right. That's probably the only thing i can think of that would come especially license mm, yeah everything else is pretty much mass produced yep um i i probably missed one and i'm going to get um i'm going to get messages as people listen to this oh but and, and head, comment, comment below as they say if um
0: if yeah. you can think of something but um you now brought it up you're right I, re- I recall that sign as well but um that's nothing that's, like this. It, it, it's not even remotely close. It, it, it's yeah, the closest yeah. remotely, as you said, but uh, yeah, streets apart. Uh,
2: just a random question, like, like obviously, um, you made you made mention before, and this is just a random, not yeah, on that sure, note's yeah. comment. You made mention about cut, like it's all custom. And then like with the jungle patrol ring you you talked about the different tropes, the phantom in the and the thought behind it and stuff like that. If if and then you also made mention of someone not wearing their wedding ring. Yeah. Um, do you get to the could you do a wedding ring for a couple if it like came to it? Are you looking I, at renewing your bills, John? No, yeah. no, no, I, I'm not. I've, uh, one wedding's enough for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I, I just thought, you know, it's, it's a crazy idea. Surely there will be someone out there that will be thinking along the lines of, you know, a wedding ring is a, fan, a fandom ring is a wedding ring. So I just well, thought I'll ask it.
3: Um, interesting question. Okay. Um, obviously, this is something that I'll go back to John with and say, right. We've got requests, and we're all about the fans. I'm a fan myself. Um, John's not a fan of the Phantom, but he's a fan of the Lord of the Rings. Like, huge fan, loves it, read the books, absolutely goes into it. It's like anyone, you know, if they find what they're passionate about, they go into it 100%. So I'm sort of giving him a crash course in how the Phantom works, and he's going wow, you could do so much. I said, well, that's the idea. Like the history of the Phantom in the comics spans 400 years Mm. or 400 plus. So there's so much that you can fit in there that hasn't been um, touched on as yet. But if somebody or if we had enough people saying to us, I want a Phantom wedding ring, one for myself, one for my wife, we could put one together and get it licensed by um, King Features. That's the only way that we'd do it. Yeah. So we'd have to get their approval to do it.
0: Yeah. But just the fact that you're prepared to listen if someone contacts you with that sort of request and then take take that along is. Uh, well,
3: it's not just one person. Like it would have to be something that because there's a lot of time and effort. Like it's a week to design a ring. Yeah. And to get it right and to make sure it's all going to go together because we're not going into how we put these things together because that's our trade secret. But there's a lot of time and effort and energy invested in each one of these rings to make sure that a it's going to work, it's going to look good, uh, it's at an affordable price, mm. and also, uh, King Features is going to say, "Yeah, mm. we'll do that." Mm. So if we get twenty or thirty people saying, "I want a Phantom wedding ring or a set of Phantom wedding rings," no problem. Mm. We'll put it together and see if King Features will help us out. Yeah, sure,
0: sure. So um, I guess that that sort of speaks to people's reactions and and where we've been going. As you said, I I look back, it's probably been 13 or 14 months since um, we at at Chronicle Chamber posted um, um, uh, the first news that it was down the pipeline and um, you had a lot of people who have pre-ordered or expressed interest in an order form um, you said um, that there's been 15 or, or so orders in the first couple of weeks that has actually gone live and been ready to go and you can post them out and people are um, posting pictures of their received goods already. What's your view of the fan reaction? And um, are, are you happy with the number of orders so far? What are you... Where Where are you thinking at the moment?
3: Uh, look, we've been ecstatic. Like, it's... Um when you're starting out a business, you're sort of expecting that you're going to get, you know, maybe two or three if you're lucky in the first month. Yeah, really. We've had really good response. Um, since the photos have gone out of people actually receiving their rings, we've had about seven more people wanting order forms from them. Um, so we hopefully I've got, you know, 10 more orders coming in. Mm. Uh, we've got some people from the first round that haven't got back to us yet. Um, whether it be for you know work delays that they've got, or you know they're just not ready to buy yet, I do understand that the price point is a big issue with some people, and they're wanting to buy them. Um, but we've built these things, and then we said, okay, what's an acceptable price for them? Obviously, if people want something a little bit different, so long as it's within the general design, we can price that for them. But we're not going below the sterling silver. Like we're not going to be doing pewter, we're not going to be doing stainless steel or silver plated or anything like that. Conversely, it's more expensive to go into something like that because we have to set up a separate um, manufacturing area so we can keep the precious metals and the non-precious metals separate. Otherwise, if they start interacting with each other, yeah, it doesn't really work.
2: Mm, Yeah, definitely. That's interesting you say that. For someone who's not a jeweller or, you know, the the level of my jewellery experience is a handful of phantom rings and my wedding ring, Um, that's, you know, it's it's interesting. And I I guess it makes sense why you don't go the, lack of a better term, a cheaper route.
3: Yeah. No, it's just something that we feel. Pewter doesn't really last a long time. Like it will tarnish, it will pit. Whereas you have something like sterling silver, I've worn this since Christmas, still looks the same, hasn't changed. Every every time I'm not at work or on weekends, as long as I'm not gardening, I wear it. Yeah, Um, and I've knocked it and scruffed it, and it's still the same, still the same ring. Yeah, definitely.
2: So, um just another random silly question. Did you ever think about um, making it out of nails from the um, from the, uh, the the cross of um, uh, where Jesus uh, yeah um, crucified?
3: Well, considering there is only ever uh, three of those, and no one really knows where they are, uh, except in Phantom World where they're on the Phantom hand. Um, pretty hard pretty hard and probably pretty hard to replicate as well considering they're bathed in christ's blood and that's hard to get hold of so the cost of actually making something like that Ooh, pale into insignificance beyond the cost of making something like that the time machine alone is too expensive that's, yeah, fair enough. that's
0: possibly the best answer to
2: any question we've had. I loved it that he knew what I was talking about. And that just goes to show that he is a fan, that he knew what he was talking about, and he just, like, continue on with the conversation. Like, it was just it was yep. an acceptable question to ask. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so um, we've, we've been talking
0: about the range. We've been talking about the price, price point. Uh, it's probably as good a time as any to bring up um, the, the order form and perhaps have you talk us through it, Kelby, as we scroll through. Um, and so if you're listening to this on the, on the audio podcast, now's probably a good time to have a look at the timestamp and, and then jump across to YouTube because um, what I'm doing is on the Zoom meeting, I'm sharing the screen, uh, my screen where I've got the, uh, the order form up and um, as we, we go through the terms and conditions there, um, then we're having a look at, uh, at some of the, the products that you're, you're throwing up for sale there uh kelby uh, people can see the prices yep. of these do you want to um, have a talk to uh, talk about some of these as we go through we've got the good mark uh ring with the skulls on the shoulder even that what what was what the thinking between um when you have the good mark say you've got the skulls on the shoulder of the ring versus um when you've got the skull ring you've got the good mark on the shoulders some people love that some people don't like it um is that flexible when people contact you uh, that sort of stuff well, look,
3: we've tried to cover as much for the fans as possible. Now, uh, if you scroll down a little bit further, yep. I think it's about the... There, stop there. Yeah, so we shoulders. have the good mark, plain shoulders. Yep. So for purists out there that just want to have the good mark and nothing on the shoulders, we can make that for you. And that comes in uh, solid sterling silver, or the good mark is gold. Mm-hmm. So we're looking at... Um, what the fans want. Some people want to have those, that style. Some like the skulls and the good marks on the shoulders. Just depends what you're into. So we're not really saying, okay, we're just giving this one. Some people like the skulls on the shoulders. They say, yeah, that's what I want. Some people have just ordered the good mark, the skulls on the shoulders. That's it. That's all they want. Quite happy with that. But you don't have to buy these as a set. And you don't have to buy them all together. Like we're hoping with fans blessing that we'll be around for, you know, the next 10, 15 years and these rings will still be available. So you say, oh, you know what? I really want that one. I want the set, but I can't afford the set. Mm. If you buy just the one ring that you want now. You come back to us and we still have your ring size, We'll make the next one. Mm.
0: It's a, That's a great, um, a great point that you bring up there. So you're planning on having these available. So if I if I look at this and and I saw the Goodmark ring, plain shoulders, pure gold, 27 grams of pure gold at nine carat, and the pricing here is um, a tick over three grand. I'm not going to lie to you, I can't afford that today. But yeah. uh, if I decide that's something I want to save up for for 18 months, you you're of the um, you're you're prepared to still be here offering um, offering for that once I've saved up.
3: Fans willing, you know, obviously if we don't have business, then, then we can't afford to be in business. Yeah. Um, but if we go off the current response that we've had, we will be here so long as um, we're putting out quality products and people want to buy our quality products, that's fine. I yeah. uh, do just want to make a comment on the gold pricing. That is now price on application because the gold price has jumped around so much. Uh, that price was set about uh, four months ago. Sure. And as you're probably aware, the gold price has jumped up quite considerably. So I uh, to make people aware the um, gold and silver version, that price is still fine. Yeah. That's not a problem. But the solid gold one, that will be, depending on what the gold price is at the time that you want to buy it. Yeah. yeah. And, that's,
0: and that's yeah. fair enough. Markets at the moment, so uh, yeah, yeah. As Jim says, that's fair enough. We we certainly would, and I think everyone listening would understand that. Um, the uh, and and I've just probably thrown out the absolute most expensive one I saw as we have scrolled past. <laughs> there's certainly other. <laughs> I, I, we've talked high end. We've talked gold, diamonds. Um, you know, three grand is, is a lot of money. But now, as I will go through, there's a good mark, uh, a plain good mark with uh, silver. Um, 26 grams of silver, that's down closer to $360 um, there's a $340 as I, th-
3: as I, as I go uh, just on the second there, just on the pricing the mm-hmm. second column is our current pricing so uh, the Goodmark plane shoulders, 26 grams as you said, 360 so that's the uh, GMS 005P yep. the next column over yes. we're actually offering a 10% discount for a limited time
0: okay. so that.
3: Around the three
0: thirty mark. Well, can we just pretend that's a Chronicle Chamber exclusive and only people who have listened to the podcast and uh, and let you know when they contact you? <laughs> we, can, we
1: can
3: pretend yeah. that. Dan, we can pretend <laughs> that. Does not make it true.
2: <laughs> <laughs> we'll just uh, when 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 we edit this, we'll edit that out, and we'll just put that if you when you make your order, if you put in the the. The voucher uh, Critical chamber 10% uh, You'll get 10% off
3: your, off your ring <laughs> As per the order form <laughs> as, per the, as per the order form Exactly you right Don't you're giving another 10% That's not going to
0: happen <laughs> <No>. <laughs> it's gonna and, the, uh, and the order form and I, and I keep going through it My goodness you've got some um, variations of this Now we're going into the ladies Goodmark Goodring um, good mark, good ring, um the, the ladies combo, good mark ring, that sort of thing. Um, w- just tell me, what's the difference between the ladies and the men's? Is it just ring sizing or is it, is it a uh, more delicate version of the ring?
3: It is a more delicate version of the ring. Like the um, band is a bit narrower. Um, some ladies have bought uh, the gents ring, I guess you want to say the gents ring version of it. Um, but if ladies are saying, oh, you know, that's too bulky, too big for me, there is the um, ladies' version of it. It's more uh, narrow, narrower ring, narrower band. So same designs. Excuse me, just slightly um, narrower in um, size.
0: And and people who are watching this now, as I'm scrolling through, should note that the um, the designs. So this is the one that's actually been approved As I've zoomed in on Correct. it, this one here is has been changed and. Yeah, looks like that. So you're still looking at the um, the same uh, mix in terms of gold, silver, that sort of thing, but we're, we're talking about the, the KFS-approved design is the one that... Um,
3: Correct, that's yeah. the one.
0: Yeah. If you just go down a little bit
3: further, you can see the three versions of the Jungle Patrol ring that we've got there. So Absolutely, yep. The sterling silver, you can see the um, cross sabres or cross cutlasses there um, on the top. That design is actually a little bit lower down, so it's not so bulky now. We've refined it a little bit more. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's not so high, Um, makes it more uh, appealing to the eye. It's not so heavy. A lot of people were probably put off by the fact that it's quite a large, chunky ring, Mm -hmm. but we just pulled it down a little bit to make it a bit more streamlined. Mm -hmm. Um, Again, that uh, nine carat solid gold version there, uh, that is price on application. Yeah, for sure.
0: And now we're getting down to um, uh, one of the things that I am keen to order probably personally, and that's these Jungle Patrol dog tags that um, mm-hmm. uh, you, you can personalise to the point of um, asking the name and the birth date and that sort of thing to be stamped on.
3: Correct. Um, we're going to, the first couple we're moulding with the name in, um, but we are going to do a, a laser etching for that. Um, reason for that is, um, when things open up again, and we can travel from state to state, which hopefully will be next year by the sounds of things, um, we want to go to, like, Supernova, so people who go to Supernova can actually come and see us, and we'll have those Jungle Patrol dog tags ready to go, and we'll etch your name and date of birth on the spot there. Oh, really? Yeah. So you can come in, pay for them, walk away wearing your dog tags with your name and date of birth.
2: Yeah. Oh, that's, that's, and again that comes down to the Personalisation uh, That we were talking before Is that it's not just a mass; It's not something that's just yeah Mass produced generic no. Um, no You know and uh, Dan I was just thinking uh could get our Children get our, all our children one of those So we don't lose them <laughs> I'll
0: tell you what if I put one of those Around my child's neck I'm putting your name On it Jim so they get <laughs> <laughs>
3: The um, yeah, interesting thing, one of our uh, customers has got a single dog tag for him and a single dog tag for his wife. So yeah, they don't yeah. have to be the same. So if you're lucky enough to have a partner who's fanatical about the phantom as you are, you can share a pair of these. Yeah, cool. Very cool.
1: Um, My wife probably
2: calls me a dog sometimes, but I'm not sure if she'll, um, if she'll uh, let me get one of those
3: around her neck. <laughs> well... We do have, if you go down a little bit further there, Dan. Yep. Here's the Goodmark Pendant. I like the look of this. I really do. So this is 28 millimetres, which is quite a sizeable size Goodmark Pendant. Mm-hmm. Uh, we do have the sterling silver option. Tick over the inch in the old scar. Sorry?
0: The tick over the inch in the old scale.
3: Pretty much. Uh, and it is quite thick as well. So it is uh, very much like... Um, Carlisle's good mark Mm. but uh, it hasn't got the backing on it so it's a good mark with no backing you can see straight through it and as uh, again
0: you know as I zoom in here you can see the copyright KFS on the on the um, diameter of the the pendant presumably the KFS copyrights on the back of the jungle patrol um, dog tags yes yeah. So again, a personalised, licensed Phantom product—it's um—it's unheard of. It, it really
3: is. Well, I just came up with—well, both of us came up with ideas that we would want to wear. Mm-hmm. Like, how cool would this be? You know, it's your dog tag, mm-hmm. and no one can take that away from you. mean, mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. going to be fairly rare that you're going to have uh, two fans of the Phantom with the same name and same date of birth.
0: <laughs> exactly right. Um, we'll have to go through our um, our calendar, Jim, to see uh, which... Because I know that there's a couple of dates in March that are quite popular and that sort of thing amongst uh, phantom creators and that sort of thing. Anyway, yeah, we've got yeah, the ring yeah. conversion.
3: Yeah. And that's the... Um, just the last two that we had there is the phantom logo as a pendant as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And I, and I had those up, but um, stopped sharing as we, as we talked to them. So that's the, the phantom logo that... Um, uh you can ha- you can order as a pendant as well for uh, a place. does it do these I need to ask do the pendants come with a chain
3: yes they do yeah cool, so all of our items ready for you to take out and wear straight away well i 've got a daughter with an
0: seventeenth uh, birthday coming up, so maybe she needs a a uh, good mark pendant i 'm sure that would be
2: uh, father of the year material right there yeah might be better you get her across uh, the, the skull one for when the boys start coming. Uh, <laughs> might take a second look.
0: <laughs> yeah, very good. So um, I, as I get the, the, our questions back up, um, you must be, uh, you must be so excited that this order sheet that you put together, you know, I think we've had that um, for a while now um, that you've, the, you've put the order sheet together and finally you, you're getting people who are uh, available to, for people, not just to pre-order to be, but to actually jump on. Uh, what, what's the time, um, what's the time frame from if I, if I email you tonight right now, as I listen to this podcast through to um, the, the production and getting it sent through to me? Um, Okay,
3: so um, the order form is hopefully going to disappear in the next couple of weeks. We're doing up a website. I'll get to that a a bit further down the track Um, because there is a big reveal that you guys are going to be the main disseminators of. But with the order sheet, once you send that to me, I'll put that into a quote. Um, I email you back the quote. You accept the quote on there. And so then i send you the invoice. We have two options of payment at the moment. One's a bank transfer. Uh, the other one is PayPal. We do have to pass on the 3% fee for PayPal. If you want to go down that track, uh, it's just a cost that at the moment we can kind of afford to wear. So we do have to pass that on to our clients. Um, once we've got that and the invoice is paid and I'm notified of paid, I hand it on to John and it's a two-week turnaround time. Mm-hmm. Oh, wow. That's,
2: that's
3: really pretty quick. To, yeah, it's very quick. So, yeah. we only ever ship uh, Monday to Thursday. We never ship on a Friday. So, the reason for that being is we don't want the rings held up in the post office. And all in within Australia, all of our um, shipping gets done express post. So, we twenty dollars covers postage and handling, um, and they come out in a box. Each one of these um, uh, pillow boxes is wrapped in bubble wrap. So when you open it up, you've got it as pristine as possible.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, yeah. Um, do you do you ship overseas as well?
3: We do. Uh, we've got an order that we're waiting for payment from Sweden. Uh, we've got interest from California, um, whereas if we've got Greece, Turkey, Norway, Sweden, as I said, uh, UK and India. Hmm. Yeah.
2: That's, there so, are a lot of very popular phantom spots, those. Yeah.
3: Yeah. Um, I'm really glad because we've got the um, contract for those places that I mentioned.
2: Okay, yeah. That was going to be my next question is um, a lot of we've, a lot of people we've talked to on this podcast have always said that. They've only got the license for Australia or Sweden or, or India or something. So, do, you, do um, I'm assuming a license for the world, which you've sounds like you've got, would have costed it all oh, no. as well.
3: Sorry. Um, um, no, no, I don't want to go too much into the details of the cost and setting up of it. But I had the discussion with KFS and Karen down there has been immensely helpful for us to try and get this idea off the ground. Um, I said to her, you know, I've got fans that like our designs that are outside of Australia. What do I do? You know, I can't say no, or then they have to go through friends of theirs, but part of the contract is I can't, no one can unsell them. So it's a case of, you know, we're wanting to protect the Phantom brand ourselves and our brand um, so we're, you know, very protective of the fact that no one's going to get a franchise under us. You're dealing directly with us. Yep. Um, Mark Watson, and I can say his name because I asked him this big, big question. He's our first customer down in Victoria. Um, he, he was so eager, I had to hold him back. I was like, hang on a second, I'm not ready yet. I've got to get stuff sorted. Um, he was very impressed with the way we handled it. And at the moment, I'm personally ringing or emailing each client as they receive them. What did you think? Did you like them? Is there anything? Are you happy to wear them? Everything's all good? Because that um, customer brand to us is extremely important. We're not putting out a, um, a subpar product that people aren't happy with. Because, as I've said, this is top-end stuff. Yeah. We're not, you know, it's not tin or pewter or it's not 10 bucks at a time. It's a lot yeah. of money, you know, putting out for these items. We want to make sure that they're 100% happy with them. So I had a um, customer this afternoon. I'd found – I checked him yesterday and I, I rang him up and said, terribly sorry, these rings are the wrong size. They're too big. If you want – Let's put off to next week. We'll get um, the correct ones made for you. And he said, no, 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 they're fine. I just have them in the collection. I've met with him this afternoon and he tried them on and he said, you know, I was thinking about this when you rang me yesterday. I want them to be the right size. I said, that's fine. I'll take these ones back. I'll get the you tell me your exact size, make sure that they are correct and then uh, we'll ship them up, up to you. And he's like, that's great. That's what I wanted to know. I wasn't going to say, sorry, they're the ones, too bad, never mind. Yeah. We're not like that. We're never about that. Nothing leaves here. If we have the exact size, that's the size that gets made. If it's wrong, we take it back and we do it again. Yeah.
2: So, question: does, if that happens, do, can a ring be resized or do you have to go through that whole process again?
3: Depends how close it is. This one is quite a large difference. So it does make a difference in shaping the band. Yeah. So if it's like one or two out, we can possibly resize it. But again, um, we've got issues with fire scale on the silver in there. So you have to be really careful. These are polished to a really high finish. We don't want to wreck that finish by cutting it and doing a resolder.
2: Yeah. 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 And I guess that, Shows to, you know, the the fact that your your customer service is something that you are are quite proud of, is something that you want to maintain and all that. And I I guess it shows that, you know, one, you're a fan, but two, like you said, it's a high end collectible that is something personal that's going to be with someone for the rest of their life. It's not just going to be, you know, chucked in a display cabinet and 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 stuff. So it's, it's encouraging to hear that you know the level of care and customer care is you know is is there. Yeah, and
3: that's what we've been about since they um, got. We're all about the fans. As yeah. I said, I'm a fan myself. Um, you know, I am still laughing at the when you chucked out that rough question. Now I just went, "Well, Jermaine, yes, this is what." Yeah. I'm you. <laughs> like. That's what it is, you know. Yeah. You can hit me with a question like that and I don't see anything weird about that <laughs> answer. It's just that's how the mythos works. That's what's in the mythos. Yeah.
2: Yeah, exactly. And, and that that kind of shows just how much of a fan you are as well, uh, is that, you know, you knew exactly what I was talking about. <laughs> yeah.
3: Um, but, uh, like, we're not about Yes. We are here to be profitable, yeah. but that just means we can reinvest into the company exactly. and the products that we have coming out later on. That keeps us going, so we can go, guys. This next product is just going to blow your mind. Yeah,
0: yeah. And so that's a, that's a great to make a buck. No, no. Yeah, and and that's a great segue for where I was uh, was thinking we should go next because. Um, as, uh, as we said at the start, we've been talking for a while about different ideas and different things you had. In the very first time we talked, Kelby, well, you, were, you were looking at a, a phantom comic storage box. And you've said already in the podcast that that is something that you've still got on the, on the burner there, back burner, front burner, whatever it is. But uh, do you want to talk us through some of the other things that um, you've got planned down the line for, for Woolfreak as, um, as uh, things become
3: profitable and um, sustainable? Okay, well, that's a very good segue into the next the thing that I alluded to before. Um, Wolfric Media was like a holding company just until we got really, like, going. Um, our company name is now Reapers Quest. Um, you can still get us on Wolfric Media on Facebook. That's not a problem. But our website will be under Reapers Quest. The reason for that is... the big thing that we're aiming for is the phantom game um and this is a different format than whatever ever has been out there before as far as we can see i've run it by merchant wise and they've gone i've never seen this before um and that's the phantom country with the 10 miniatures of the landscape that's our big thing that we have towards the end and if with fan support we can get to those um get to that phantom game and Glenn Ford's been really um, giving of his time so far he's helped us out immensely like there's a lot of touring and pouring with the miniatures so he draws the miniatures we make a 3D version of it send it down to him and he looks at it and goes "Um, I can change this a little bit or this needs to be changed or this needs to be different Mm. so you know we're working on that people say oh when's this coming out it's like there's um, the ten is plus the map plus the website behind it So there's a lot of time and effort and we have to have all those um, Items together before we get sign off, uh, final sign-off by KFS Yeah, so now, um,
2: Sorry, um, you, you're using the word game now Refresh me if I have fallen asleep <laughs> but when it was originally advertised, I don't think the word game was mentioned, is that correct? Well
3: it's it's hard because there's nothing around at the moment that can do it in less than twenty words.
0: Mm. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> well while you mention that, I'll just bring up on the on the screen here to share for our YouTube audience and for you guys to see. This is um I guess the, the Chronicle chamber article, and we might include this link in the, the show notes as well, where we first talked about the, uh, the Phantom Com- country miniatures that you're talking about. You did talk about a surprise, but um, these are, I guess the prototypes of the Phantom peak. Um, yep. And uh, we talked about um, the skull cave as another thing that was going to be part of Phantom country. And there was 10 miniatures that were all going to be and, and refresh me if I'm wrong or correct me if I'm wrong, but um, uh whispering grove was going to be part of it um uh eden you had as one of the as one of the 10 ministers as well and you talked about a surprise or something that that happened when you collect all 10 of them on the map um i'm not surprised honestly as I, i researched this a little bit tonight as you might be able to tell just in preparation for for this interview um, that that there might be a game as part of it because you've said that um, once you've got all 10 pieces, there's a map, the miniatures all come in a wooden case and uh, there was a surprise about how they all come together. So a game um, and a connection there. Um, can you tell us a little bit
3: more about, um, about where the minis are at? Um, We're sort of working on that behind the scenes at the moment. So um, the rings is something that's been really well received by the customers so at the moment we are still working on the um, phantom country miniatures don't worry we are going to get those out there but if fans can please bear with us Mm -hmm. Uh, we're just working on the rings at the moment that gives us the ability to move forward on the phantom miniatures and start getting um, casts of those ones so we can get a sign off and get kfs to be happy with each of one of those as we go along so um yeah, hopefully we'll um get those ones sorted as soon as we can. But mm. trying to go into the game in a lot of detail would spoil the surprise. But you <laughs> might not prize.
2: Fair enough. Um, but yeah, no, it's I, I remember that and um I me personally I, I love the whole miniatures concept and stuff like that. Um we've talked about it on the podcast as well, and that's been one of the things that um, I think we've all really enjoyed the sound of. So to hear that there's a, another element to it is uh, rather exciting. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And, and we're not going to press you on that, Kelby, because I know you you want to make it a surprise, and and uh, fully respect that. But uh, I think I would have said in that in that um, post that I've just sh- uh, shown on the screen there, but. Um, it's a completely unique idea. These uh, these miniatures of Phantom Country, rather than characters, um, yep. because as I think you said in that in that post, characters have been have been done, and this is something that has never been done. So that's uh, it. Again, and like your your idea about the Jungle Patrol, I guess you're you're coming at it from a a little bit more left of field than than most fans are, just straight down the line. And um, you know, I think you're bringing a unique perspective.
3: Hmm. Well, this is a thing like. There's been a lot of cases in um, uh, merchandise where it's the same thing. Like you will always get um, hero costumes or you will always get hats, caps, whatever, and they'll always be the same thing. Whereas if you put stuff off to the side, like an example outside of the Phantom is... Um, you can buy Stark Industries internship lunchboxes and water bottles. Mm-hmm. Now, that's a throwaway line from Spider-Man Homecoming. Sorry, I'm yeah. making my good example. Uh, things here, but it's a throwaway line from Spider-Man Homecoming, but it's one of the funniest lines from Spider-Man Homecoming that there is this internship that doesn't really exist. It's just one of those weird things that, you know, struck a chord with people and they're going, this is so hysterical. Yeah. And,
2: and the Phantom's such, well, let's face it, you know, most superheroes have only been around for, you know, 10, 20 years in real life or in comic years, where yeah, the yeah. Phantom's been around for 450. So there's, if anything, there's more scope. And I guess it's encouraging to see that we're not just getting a cookie cutter item we're getting something unique something different something that we haven't seen before Mm. um and yeah it's i'm i'm intrigued even more now um about the phantom country concept um because of you know of of it somehow becoming a game so yeah um um, a lot a lot more intrigued than i already was and i was very uh, interested in those anyway so um yeah it's 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 good to see something different, I guess. Yeah, and that's
3: the big thing that um I had as a fan walking around seeing the merchandises out, out there. It's just getting his image and slapping it on something. Yeah. And that's not what we're about. Mm. Yeah. I, the Phantom doesn't drink. Why would you do Phantom shot glasses? Mm-hmm. Yeah it's kind of those things that you have to go is this relevant to the yep. um, character yep. no it's not even yep. at his wedding he didn't have um, alcohol he had juice served in coconuts so yeah yep. that's and,
2: actually uh, just been a conversation <laughs> on our <laughs> Facebook um, and then along those lines you've got um, phantom ashtrays a uh, gambling popper machine uh, and, uh, Phantom cigarettes, as well, is another one. So yeah, so no, um, and I think there's a there's a time and a place for that, but then I think there's also a time and a place for, you know, your, your higher end collectible, something unique, something that you know those with a little bit more money can can enjoy and uh, enjoy the finer things. So um yeah. it's it's good to have it's good to have the higher end stuff coming out as well. Mm. For sure, for sure uh, so the miniatures are one thing, but you've also got a couple of other things.
0: We talked about the, uh, the comic folder or folio, which I guess was the, the very first thing that you, you wanted to do with a, a fandom thing, Kelby. And, and also you, you've mentioned hats and beanies, but uh, you've also um, advertised those at various times. So what, what about the other, I guess, um, these are going to be at the, the cheaper end of the scale. Um, where are you at with the, uh, the hats, the beanies, the comic folders, that sort of thing?
3: Okay, um, the hats and beanies are probably going to be the easiest thing to get out next. Um, we're looking around the $55 price point delivered. Mm-hmm. Um, $20 of that is the um, postage section. Uh, that's pretty much anywhere in the world. Mm. It depends on the number of hats and beanies that you order, so obviously the weight's got to make a bit of a difference in there. Um, with the... Um, those ones we have got the graphic design done for them we're going to uh, do the render on the hats and the beanies send those down to to KFS make sure that they're happy with those ones get them signed off and then we have to put in an order for 10 of each to get done Um, we are going to have a um, just a jungle patrol established uh, uh, 1664 the second design we're having and I think this is really relevant to now, is uh, the cross swords or cross cutlasses uh, symbol and uh, Jungle Patrol graduate 2020. Mm. So mm. means, yes, you're wearing one of those, you've made it through 2020. So <laughs> 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 and that's no mean feat. <laughs>
2: yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. We've
3: had fire, famine, flood, plague, you name it, we've had the whole lot of it. So, mm. yeah. If if, lo- if frogs and locusts start coming, I'm out of here. You know, I'm something
0: else. <laughs> <laughs> so presumably, um, you, you said before um, the website that you're going to start having the rings to be um, able to be ordered through. Um, will will all of the other products be on the same website as well?
3: Yeah. So as the um, products get made and they're approved, they'll go on there. So people, it's a one. We want it to be a one-stop shop. Customers can log on there. They'll have a membership number, so we know exactly who they are. They just say, I want you know, a cap and a beanie or two beanies or whatever. We get them done, we mail them out to them. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's what we're about is repeat customer. So they know if I buy from Reaper's Quest, um, which is our official name now, um, they, they know what product they're going to get. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to hold us, bowl us, plaster the Phantom visage or likeness across everything it's products that we would want to buy ourselves so then that makes the customer okay if they want to spend their own money on these products or wear these own products then they're good products
0: Hmm.
3: you know i i um i don't see it as a way of selling out i see it as a way of you know um living the phantom because i'm i thought i was passionate Man, you guys just beat me hands down. <laughs> so it's um, you know it's something that people are prepared to wear every day of their life. You know they want to say yeah. And these days it's um, so much more uh, acceptable to show your nerd side. And I mean, I, I can say that because I know I'm a nerd. My wife often jokes, yeah, bread, milk, eggs. No, no chance. The uh, wife of the sixth phantom, yeah, sure, not a problem. You know that hands down. What's going on here? Mm. You know, uh, that, I feel, is just celebrating you, your inner you nerd. Know, everyone's got it to some degree. Mm.
2: Yeah, definitely. No, definitely. Now, a question that we haven't actually asked yet is
3: the new business name, where does that come from? Well, it's if you see it written down, it's Reaper's... S apostrophe. Now, Dan, the teacher in you would understand the relevance between Reaper's apostrophe S and Reaper's S apostrophe, correct? Absolutely. More than one Reaper. Exactly. Very good. And hang on, what just happened to my computer? There we go. Um, Yeah, so that's who our customers are going to be. They're the Reapers. Mm -hmm. So that's when we're going for the end game of the Phantom Miniatures that's when you become a fully-fledged reaper. Right.
0: Really?
3: Okay. So if you put in the effort, you will reap the rewards and um, win the game. Mm-hmm. You're almost not going to drop it then, but no. <laughs>
2: well, <laughs> well, that was a great we're not going to give it away. we not going to give away asking for it just once. Um, <laughs> <laughs> now, the other thing... Um, uh the the comic folder or the folio, um I'm assuming that will be one as well, but
3: yeah, um that's a bit further down the track because um unfortunately nobody in Australia makes the style that I want. Yep. It's all out of China. China's not really on the top of everyone's wish list at the moment. Yeah. But I don't mean that in a bad way. Um, just in case anyone's listening. But it's there's a minimum order quantity of a 1000 Yeah. So they'll produce them. Each unit costs $10 for them to produce. So that's $10,000 we have to outlay. Yeah. We haven't even got them approved yet. Mm. Yeah, 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 yeah. So that's a bit further down the track. Yeah. yeah. Um, I still want to do them. I'd, I'd like the idea of having all my comments on a bookshelf and everything's the same.
2: Yeah yeah there's been a couple of uh there's one guy in Sweden who's been doing some um fan made ones some homemade yep. ones um yep. and, you know so obviously it's not at the level of what you're talking about but he's he he took some photos of a bookshelf and they look it looks amazing just because it's all uniform and and, and it does it looks really good at the moment i've got mine Stashed away in filing cabinets, but um, I'll have to somehow get my wife to agree to put them in another room. Um, but you know, for the people that have got the room, and you see when they do stuff like that, whether it's the comic, the Swedish ones, or the ones that Renee <laughs> had, uh, probably two decades ago, it looks really nice when they're nicely displayed like that. So, um, yeah,
3: and that's the big thing that I had to was. Um, as I said before, my comics were in a wooden box and, you know, I've got Marvel, I've got Phantom, I've got DC, I've got Valiant, I've got um, Ultra. Anybody who's around in the late 80s, early 90s would know some of those uh, names that I mentioned. I'm not talking about the Vin Diesel hash job of uh, Blood Sport, uh, Bloodshot. I'm talking about the original comic version. So, yeah, I'm, I know what I'm talking about when I'm talking about these comics. Um, but I've got them and, you know, I like them. They're probably not the most expensive comics around, but they're stories that I like. And going back to before, you know, The Phantom is just stories I like because he's a normal guy. Um, he's around before Batman was around. So, you know, Batman doesn't have the whole um, Dark Knight kind of thing going on until you, you know, you have to pay homage to The Phantom for that. So. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm very um, not pedantic but protective I guess
2: yeah so are we we're, we're that fanatic and protective that we did a website and a podcast on it so
3: you run up on me
2: yeah we to, well, we totally understand the um, the dedication as well now I do have a couple other questions but one of them sure. we mentioned Glenn Ford a few times now without delving too much into things that you're not allowed to share with us. How did you connect with Glenn for him to be able to help you with the phantom country? And, um, and I I guess there's been other things that he has helped you with as well from what I gather.
3: Um, Well, when I initially approached um, KFS with the idea and speaking to Karen McCormick down in Melbourne, um, she jumped on the idea. She thought it was brilliant. Never heard it before. There's only about six people that know the full story. Sorry, you guys, I'm not going to be one of them. <laughs> uh, but it's just us, Kelby. <laughs> no one's yeah. actually seen. Like an eight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sure, eight and the other 1,300 people. Um, so she put me in contact with Glenn and had sort of given him an outline. I approached him with the idea and I said, look, this is what I want to do. I'd like to keep this as an Australian thing as much as possible. Mm. Um, And this is what, how we're going to do it. I explained to him the whole reasoning behind me wanting to do this Phantom Country Miniatures. And he just came on board. He was like, yeah, this is great. It's an awesome idea. He's never heard of it before. Um, I'm very much about trying to keep stuff inside Australia um, as much as possible um, I know there are some things Where we don't produce them here But I'll use an Australian company as a um, Go-between to get what I need To produce the Stuff that I want to produce Yeah,
2: definitely Cool, and knowing Glenn mm-hmm. That does sound like Glenn uh, He just mm. you know, He's as much as a Fanboy as the rest of us So um, I'm sure he's nerding out just as much.
3: Well, it's, um, funny, a guy that I work with is a Phantom fan and um, we got to talking and, you know, you're supposed to be working but you end up talking oh, what, what the hell? And um, I was telling him, he said, oh, you know, the other day when I was talking to Glenn Ford and he just went, you bastard. <laughs> <laughs> you, you had to do that. I said, what? What do you mean? He said, you had to do that name drop. Well, yeah, I had to. Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) He said, you're living the dream. I said, you're damn right I am, you know. (laughs) This is a dream that's been in the making for three years Mm -hmm. or nearly four years. And tell you what, I'm so enthused by the response that I've got from them so far, the the support that we've got to get our idea off the ground. It's just been amazing, you know, Um, and if I find a fan that would do something that I need doing, I'd say, well, hey, do you want to help us out with this? So that's the thing. Like I'm going, I might need your expertise later on down the track. Do you, you know, just as a one-off, do you want to help us out? And that just makes everyone so much more connected, you know, when they're going, wow, I can I, can, I can say I helped with that. And yeah, that's what we're after because... Everyone wants to feel part of something. Mm. Yeah,
2: definitely, definitely. Mm. All right. Well, it's
0: it's been a really extensive chat, Kelby, and I've really enjoyed um, digging deep into not just the jewelry line, but everything else that you've got um, you've got planned. We're going to obviously include the links to everything that we've talked about in the show notes here. Um, yeah, you know, I, I, I don't know about you, Jermaine. I'm going to speak on your behalf, but I feel like we've exhausted. Um, all of the questions that, that we've had. Is there anything that you wanted to, to mention that we haven't, uh, haven't brought up in our questioning at, at some point?
3: Um, well, we do have um, ideas for about three other products that are not common knowledge at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, they're going to, again, going to be high-end stuff. Um, it's going to be more on the practical side of it as well. Um, so one that I can say... Um, without giving away too much is it's a phantom walking stick Um, i think it was one of you guys that actually mentioned the jungle patrol staff um, that was mentioned in the comments we're going to do something along those lines as well but again it's not something that is meant to be stuck in a um, display cabinet it is actually a functioning thing Mm. so um, that's one of our ideas but yeah, you know, we want it to be top quality product uh, materials, something that's very sturdy, going to last a long time, and you can actually use and get use out of. Hmm. So, mm. sorry, yeah. mm.
2: sorry a, a jungle patrol staff. I, I must admit, I um, w- w- what's that? What's that? Because I'm sure there's some other people out there that are probably asking what that is as well. So,
3: um. I think the person who mentioned to me said it's um, one of the higher-up Jungle Patrol people, because there are women in the Jungle Patrol now, yes. Um, Sorry, I'm the uh, dad of two girls, so I'm a bit outnumbered. Uh, But, you know, power to them. Uh, But it's um, a segmented walking staff that... They use, um, it is branded for the Jungle Patrol. I'm, I'm not too afraid with the history behind it, but somebody might say, this is the thing. Uh, somebody did send me the link for it, um, but it was two years ago and it's somewhere back in my um, in my posts and in my messengers somewhere. So yeah. it'll probably take me a good part of it, two days to find the thing. Yeah. And, uh, I was like... Yeah, you know, that'd be good, but we want to make it fully useful as well.
2: Yeah. I know Lee Fork had a he had several yeah. walking sticks that were that was phantom um related that he used as well. So
3: Yeah, well this is more of a smart.
2: Yeah. Cool. Oh interesting. It's I really like and I've kind of
0: alluded to this, but I really like how you're not just about um the run of the mill you know, phantom crossed arms pose or the guns out pose or whatever. It's almost phantom adjacent type stuff that you're talking about, the jungle patrol and the the things that are just a little bit left of um, where most of us would see the phantom. And um, yeah, I I really enjoy the approach that you're taking.
3: Well, as I said before, it's one of those things that, you know, um, it's almost like, you have Phantom Overload. Don't get, don't get me wrong. Huge fan, love it, mm. read it forever, probably till I'm eighty, um, or my eyesight fails, whichever comes first. Um, but it's the bits behind it that make the story interesting. Yeah, yeah. So you know, there's things in there that you're going wow. If some like one thought I had was twenty-one phantoms been pretty much all over the world but has anyone ever sat down and tracked where every individual phantom goes
2: hmm.
3: that sounds like a lifetime yeah. so it'd be like having a world map and saying this is the line of the first phantom where he went because I, I think I've put in um, one of my Facebook pages the average lifespan of a phantom is 26 years from when they take up the mantle and the time that the Phantom's been going, I've worked yeah. it out and went, wow. So if you take the Phantom up when you're 20, or even 26, you're really only going to be about 46 to 50. And that's yeah. it. That's your lifespan. Yeah. Yeah. So in those 50 years, where have they traveled? Where have they been? If, you know, you have like a interactive map where you can go, all right, this is the tales of the first Phantom being, this is the second, third. And you can see where they travel throughout the world. But to me, that's a really interesting thing to do. To go, where hasn't the Phantom been? Because I think they did one where the Phantom went to Japan as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but that might be a Swedish story, I think.
2: Yeah, it was a, like a what if. What if the Phantom had um, was shipwrecked on the coast of Japan instead of Africa? Yeah, um, yeah. No, it's. Um, I, I enjoy and. On this podcast, we let's face it, we take the Phantom quite serious. Some some would <laughs> say that we take it seriously, years. perhaps whatever. But but I enjoy. Yeah, I enjoy listening to how you're thinking about it because you you also think about the Phantom as more than just a, a comic character. You're thinking about it to the next level as well. So it's um. It's it's enjoyable. Oh, I've really enjoyed tonight listening to you, getting to know you a little bit more, um, getting to know about um, Wil- Wilfrid Media or, or Reapers more and, and learning about the, the, the rings and that. Um, and, yeah, I've enjoyed um, uh, overthinking the Phantom tonight. Uh, it's, it's been fun. Yeah.
3: Well, um my family look at the Big Bang Theory and they then look to me and say, is this what it's like? And I go, yeah, that's what it's like. like um, the, I think the fans are more passionate about a comic or a movie than what the people who made the comic or the movie are. Yeah. Like it becomes part of them. So they are in equal measure protective of the Phantom but also wanting to live the phantom, or um, the, I think there's a case in the UK where there were two, not warring, but opposing views of Jedi Knights into what they were supposed to be like. And the Jedi is now an official religion in the UK. Yeah. So many people put it on the census, it becomes an official religion. And these guys were living out the saying we are Jedi Knights we're trying to live by their code and to me then that's great you know but I think um, a lot of what Phantom stands for and always will stand for is missing in the comics today like it seems to be more about violence and you know the body count whereas I can't remember somebody who the Phantom killed (laughs) you know I think there may be two people, from memory.
2: Yeah, there's uh, many, up maybe up. maybe about a half a dozen to ten, maybe at the stretch.
3: Yeah, but yeah, you know, he carries guns, but they're his last resort. Yeah, <clears throat> he's not somebody who has to. He tries to avoid the fight, mm. and to me, that's a lot harder than actually getting into a fight. Yeah, I mean, I think martial arts for seven years. And people go, wow, you must be really good in a fight. I said, seriously? It's the last thing I want to do in my life is to get into a fight. And they go, why? I said, because it's a waste of time. Yep. It's so much waste of time. And the phantom is the same thing. Like, um, he doesn't want to fight. If he can find a, figure out a way of resolving an issue without fighting, he'd much rather do that. Mm. Yep. <coughs> Sorry, guys. But again, not no, no
0: no, look, uh, I, I get the feeling, Kelby, we could talk with you all night about Phantom stuff. Um, I'm a little mindful of the time because we've got to be coming close to the two-hour mark and uh, feedback we've had is that any, any podcast that goes past the two-hour mark is too long for some of the listeners, even though they know what the button is. So um, we, we will look to wrap it up. Like, Thank you so much for your, for your time tonight. Um, Anytime, guys. Uh, that people listening to this will go to the the notes that we've got for the show and and hit your website up and um, go to the order form and all the rest of it. um, And, and at least look through the range and find something that's affordable for them. Um, uh, There's going to be levels that, uh, that people can get to and can't get to. And we all understand that, but uh, it, it, my single takeaway and, and Jermaine correct me, you know, well, you can, you can jump in with your takeaway, but for me, the idea of something that's so personalized and so individualized and yet is still, um, a licensed k f s product is is very exciting so that's uh that 's the big one for me uh Germ, have you got a single have, have you got a thing that you would take away from tonight 's conversation
2: um probably i enjoyed overthinking the phantom as what i said before um yeah. you know we 're lucky that we get to you know that we get to talk phantom quite regularly and um it 's good talking phantom to another fan and um it mm-hmm. just happens to be Taking it to the next level, where he's now producing phantom pieces or phantom uh, things for us to buy, and is living what a lot of a lot of people would only ever dream about, and that's to do the phantom yeah. himself. Oh. Hmm.
0: Yep, absolutely. So, so thank you again tonight for for your time tonight, Kelby, and taking the time to do, on a Friday night to, to have a chat all things phantom with us.
3: That's all right. Um, look, guys, next time we uh, when we get another product out. Um, I'll let you know and we can arrange a time and discuss with that product. and Hopefully, I'll have some um, items to show you what it look, looks like.
2: That'd yeah, be definitely. Okay. Yeah, and maybe we can play, uh, I'm looking forward to playing
3: the, the Phantom game. Well, I'm hoping um, with fan support that we can get there end of next year. So that's my aim. If we go past that, I'm okay with that. But I'd uh, like to get a try and get it out in, uh, end of next year.
0: Hmm. Cool. No, that, that sounds fantastic well for anything you want to know about Wolfric media you can certainly go and um check them out on their website i'm not uh, facebook um is probably a good place to go go to facebook and check and and search for Wolfric media um i'm sure as Reaper, reaper's quest becomes um more online that the the links will be shared there in the meantime if you go to chroniclechamber.com and uh we've got a search bar up the top and just search wolf for wolfrick W-U-L-F-R-I-C. All of the the posts we've had up about them um, will will be easily visible there and we'll map that um, as it comes across to Reaper's Quest. Um, If you would like to get a copy of the order form or anything like that, then obviously go to uh, Wolfric's site. Um, If you want to get in touch with us, where you can get um, in touch with us via email at chroniclechamber at gmail.com. Um, We hope you've enjoyed the podcast. You can certainly subscribe on iTunes, Spotify, YouTube, or any of your favourite Android podcast apps. Uh, We're on social media, on Facebook at Chronicle Chamber, Fandom Fan Page, or we're also admin of the Fandom Collector Group. We're on Twitter at Chronicle Tweets. We're on Instagram at Chronicle Chamber and, again, YouTube. Um, If you haven't, uh, if you've just been listening to this the whole time, I hope you took those markers where we suggested and go back and have a look at uh, YouTube so you can scroll through the order form with us or or see the rings as uh, we've showed them to you. So um, thank you very much for your time tonight, gents. Um, Really enjoyed talking fandom with you. And uh, I guess until next time, um, happy fandoming. Thank you,
3: guys. Been a
0: pleasure.
2: Happy fandoming, guys. Happy fandoming. See you, guys.
1: 500 years ago washed ashore the sole survivor of a shipwreck and upon the skull of the man who killed his dad he said, I'm mad, I must eradicate piracy, injustice and cruelty and all my sons will follow me so evildoers will believe that this man cannot die The Phantom! The ghost who walks the Phantom! Enemies beware The Phantom's always there but you won't mind the Phantom i